Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Cell Medicine Podcast. I'm Barbara Lewis. Today's episode is a continuation of a story I started telling you a few weeks ago about a dear friend of mine, a physician and medical researcher, who in essence invited me and two other friends to come along with him as he faced off against an aggressive brain cancer. I'm going to pick up the story in September of last year. Dr. David Flockhart had been receiving treatment for nearly a year for glioblastoma multiforme. Dave had been a regular guest on my previous public radio program, partly because he was so good at dissecting scientific problems so a lay audience could understand. He loved to talk, to explain things. So when he learned he had cancer, he told me he wanted to talk about that too. So four of us got together on Sunday mornings, sharing scones and coffee. And along with me and my audio recorder are Dr. Pat Lair. He's an oncologist who leads the IU Simon Cancer Center at the Indiana University School of Medicine. And Dr. Eric Mesling, who used to direct the IU Center for Bioethics before he took a new position in Ottawa, Canada. And in the years since his diagnosis, Dave's ability to form words and sentences has clearly declined as his brain tumor has grown despite chemotherapy. Pat Lair wondered how he was handling that. So are you able, Dave, to... Um, I don't know how this Broca stuff works. I know the speed. Are you able to um, understand complex things? Or do you yeah. feel like... Because yeah. you said your IQ is down, but it's not... Oh, it's down. But, I mean, I, I can... I, I can... So I understand pretty much everything, and particularly, uh, but all the, the the actual things, like uh, I can hear you saying something and I can understand it, but mm-hmm. then either repeating mm-hmm. myself, repeating it, what you say is very difficult. Repeating it in here or out? No, I, I, inside. I, in so I have a question. That's Eric Meslin. He helped David write all of his advance directives, and he's his closest confidant. Because we talked about the very practical question. We talked about it with the advance directive, and yeah. that was the importance to you of communication. Yeah, yeah. Really important. So um, should we develop a strategy or a plan? Stephen Hawking. Too. Well, I mean... But that's the way it's going to end up. E- yeah, but the easiest thing... I mean... Just to be very practical, if uh, is it easier for you and less, is it less stressful, less frustrating if we ask you sort of 
yes no yeah, questions yeah, yeah. is that easier or do you feel Some. that's kind of no probably is, probably is better <laughs> i have to take each day as it goes okay. but today is kind of early in the day because i had a bad night and you can read well yes i can understand and understand i mean i was read the whole the whole of these there's po another peanut butter cookie Okay, thanks, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Mom. Really and another chocolate chip. Well, so. I can't jump like that. Right. So that, that just threw me off. Completely. Right, okay, right. so we were talking about the getting some sort of communicative device. Yeah, you yeah. can read well. So that's where we are now. When I interrupted to offer a cookie, that was all it took to throw off Dave's concentration. A year ago, this MD, PhD would not have been flustered by anything so minor. So you can read newspapers, you can read online. Yeah. So, so my thought, though, is that along those lines is that maybe, at least with some things, that you might write out some phrases uh, or some things that you can at least point to if you can't say it. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, down the road. Ra yeah. Rather than letter by letter trying mm -hmm. to spell something but, out. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I can call phrases, you know. But we might put it together as sheets of some things here so it would get... So you can at least point to those things. That yeah. I found those phrase and picture sheets. You know, the things that say, I am thirsty, I am in pain. I printed them out, I put them in a folder, and never once were they used. Because it turns out the glioblastoma took away David's ability to recognize words, his ability to think. But he didn't know that yet. I'm assigned to the idea of not being able to speak, you know. Mm -hmm. Can you get yeah. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And with the exception of me, it's a high-powered little support group here. Two scientists at the top of their game, helping a third colleague in the fight of his life. Eric has his notepad out, making to-do lists. Dave wants to make sure that as this brain cancer progresses, nothing falls through the cracks. First topic, what about finding a clinical trial? He's been looking at various clinical trials around the country, at MD Anderson in Houston and the Cleveland Clinic, to see if they can either offer him hope or at least the opportunity to have his case provide useful information. Um, I don't really want to do something that's just boring. <laughs> it's the rest of me speaking. You know? I mean, if I'm going to die, that's fine. But Let's die on something. We're in a, we're in a, a sequin dress rather than just a... Well, again, Let's the bits of it too, but I'm, I'm, I'm prepared to. But I'm prepared to, you know, contribute a bit. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah. All of the trials. I mean, you know, let's say we've got five different trials around the United States that are going on. It's all a crapshoot whether it's going to work or not. Sure. Yeah. You know, and, and it, it, it's in any patient, it's zero or hundred percent right. whether they're going to work or not. But yeah, it's probably. You know, twenty percent or less in all of them, in terms of its likelihood to work, mm -hmm. and, and uh, um, so we have to figure out. I think the convenience part plays into it. I think yeah. the worst case scenario is that you're on a treatment and you're going downhill. At some point, we, you know, there may be things that we can do, but it's a question whether we should do it. And then there's the question well, of the location yeah. you know, of a clinical of, trial. Uh, Dave says he'd rather be in a place where he can be comfortable, either with family around or at least in a city he enjoys, since he might need to live there for several months. Assuming that all cities except for Indianapolis had a trial going on, are there cities that you wouldn't mind 
being there for a couple months. Well, if there was a really good medical center in Hawaii. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> in fact, I'd like to get ill <laughs> just so I could enroll in that. And we would, and we would all go with you. Maui. I mean, but I'm not Another busy, topic right? anyone and, you know, with a serious a illness faces, who can I trust to make decisions for me when the time comes? Right now, Dave's brother Andy has that power. But Andy lives in the UK, and it's become clear that Dave needs somebody closer by who is more plugged into the daily medical issues he's facing. That turns the discussion to Dave's adult son, Andrew. He lives in New York, but lately he's been spending a lot of time with his dad, attending doctor's appointments and learning about his care. Andy may be more uh, competent and resilient and helpful. Well, and available. Well, yeah. that was my yeah. third word. Yeah. Um, yeah. And accessible, available than you had thought. And you caught, well, also he's, Andrew is a, I mean, it's maybe not obvious, but I mean, he's, the kids together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's very together. Right. And so we we can, um, again, what I was going to offer to Andrew, if you're going to change the the thing that... uh, that we can serve as a brain trust to him, because right. So nice. So, so now we can say we can, we mapped. Now this is what we agreed. This is what we roughly agreed. Listening back, I realize that Dave's friend and physician Pat Lair always tries to stay ahead of Dave's declining ability to communicate, nudging him to make decisions and clarify his wishes, and Pat got that done. I've never had anyone. Um, that has had a group like us together. Yeah, yeah, very, very important. I mean, I, I mean, I've had patients who, but I've, n- I've never known anyone who has had this kind of thing. No, it's a very important thing. There are two other things I, I think that that are important. One, one is this academic thing, but then there's also the, the emotional stuff. So that for this, me, these guys, you guys are important to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea of having a, of, of have, having this kind of thing is unique and, and even needs to be worthy written up in a sense as a unique way of doing this kind of support system. Each of you has uh, you know has, has an important role in that, Eric. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of you. But I'm being both mm-hmm. it's, right. it's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why we're here. This kind of thing that David said, the thing that made David cry, is just being there. I mean, really being there. No agenda, no artifice, just hearts thrown wide open friendship. The next time we visit, you can hear the decline. The one thing he holds on tightly to is his work. He is a pioneer in personalized medicine. He has 50 ideas a minute on what could be done to revolutionize medicine now that the human genome is mapped. But now he can't find one single word to talk about leaving his work. And I think what it does do is it allows you then to be the, uh, the distinguished guess, professor that actually No, I, I, I want to do that kind of thing. And actually do the external, whatever the right word is. Um, ex- Search and screen, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, the person Review. Do, 
No, no, no. Um, and David knows the role he'd like to assume, but he can no longer find the word to explain it. The being a, 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 a extension. Uh, like ex officio? No. <laughs> no, we're still guessing. Sorry, David. Yeah. Don't worry about um, it. We know it's frustrating. Don't no, just try and find a different uh, word. Extension. Pre- pre- professor, as a professor who is extent who is ah, um, well, like a oh, like a like a an, an emeritus. Yes, thank you, thank you. That's happening more, a lot more. The thinking process is still strong, but it's as if the words get lost somewhere between his brain and his mouth. And there's one more item of business. Um, since we're throwing. Uh, curveballs. Curveballs <laughs> out there. So two curveballs. Curveball number one is um, uh, the citizenship stuff. David has applied to become a U.S. citizen. Yeah. Is that still yeah. proceeding? <laughs> Believe it or not, on, on Tuesday. This Tuesday. Tuesday. That's the test? Is that the test? No, no. That's no. The, the, the biometric. Pra- practice run. Okay. okay. And then on the 21st. Is that right? No. 21st of... October? October, yeah. Next year. Next month. Next month. Right. I'll get my test. And then if I I pass, if I pass that, I'm in. But the guys are worried that Dave might have trouble passing the test if speaking becomes even more difficult. What if a month from now you have a substantial disability speaking? And I can't do it. Okay, then you're fucked. Yeah. All right. I just don't know whether that's a that's something that can alert them in advance. But I'm, so I'm just it's a goofy thing, but there it is. Awesome. Yeah. Maybe your doctor can give you a note if need be. Yeah. At that point. Right. Because you don't want to be you don't want to not pass mm-hmm. simply because I can't speak. And you might have the inability to write it down. It's all, you know the answers, or you know what you want so to say. So there is a, a medical th- dispensation. There is? Yeah, yeah, there's a way to, okay. you can do it. So that's... Um, so we'll talk about this. Charlotte and I will talk about this. Okay, next, on, on, on Tuesday. Okay. At the end of our meeting, we all have our assignments. Eric will update the paperwork, giving David's son power to make the health care decisions. Pat will look into clinical trials, and I'm going to track down caregivers. The way I am right now, or I would anticipate, I, I'm going to be okay for a short period of time, and then um, some kind of trial is going to happen. I think I'm just um, I'll need some time to recover from this thing, mm-hmm. um, and then around Christmas time, uh, after no, well, kids and I are all going to go to Florida. If I make it, <laughs> um, but and then after that, I don't know. We'll take a break, and I'll be back with the last chapter of our story. You're listening to the Sound Medicine Podcast. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. 
and United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Sound Medicine Podcast, and now the last chapter of my story about Dr. Dave Lockhart. Throughout his illness, he has been acting like a scientist. He's very open to any new ideas for treatment. He's more than willing to try something out there and hopes it might provide some useful scientific information. One such attempt was a device called NovaCure. The idea is you use electric fields to disrupt cancer cell division so brain tumors cannot form. The science may have merit, but the device flopped for David. The device, and I will post a photo, looks like nickels stuck in a bandage with gel and adhesive, keeping it on the shaven scalp. And here's where the problem was. Once you plug it into the battery pack, your shaven head starts to sweat, and the device just slips around. He tried it for 24 hours and then declared it a disaster. Yeah, middle of the night. Middle of the night? Uh, it was... Um, it was messed. Yeah, it I was messed up. It kept slipping. In the morning. Yeah. I couldn't keep coming back. That was nuts. When I woke up in the morning, yeah. it was about, you know, I know where the hell I was. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of half on your head and yeah, half out. So that's a very, very useful thing now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was. So do you regret trying it? We sat down and David wept over the loss of hope. This was something, and now there was nothing to try. Do I not, what I did? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no. Yeah, it's part of me. But that's in my personality, you know. It's, it's in your personality to try things? Yeah, sure, but what the hell? You know, who cares? I'm me, you know. Mm-hmm. But now I think I can go to... I've tried it. So what you're telling me is that you... Hardened my... Hardened me. Hardened you? Yeah. Like yeah. made you tougher? Yes. Yeah, that kind of thing. I'm not so likely uh, accepting of fancy... Oh, <laughs> I get what you're saying. What you're saying is... It's made you more skeptical of technology that promises a lot, but is yet imp- you're giving me the okay sign. Okay, so I'm on the right track. So it's just made you more skeptical of, of some high-tech solutions that might not be apparently fully useful. Right, right. And in this case, it's full. Yeah, yeah it's I get it. bang in your face. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> 
So now it's November and Pat and I are meeting at David's apartment and David's son Andrew is there. Pat's brought David's brain scans to show just how far the cancer has advanced and to make that transition from trying to fight to give him a good life to now call in hospice and give him a good death. Um, and, and it has grown, I think, significantly over the last month. Right. So since you had the biopsy. So we're at um, a crossroads in terms of what we want to do. I see. And we all know what that means. It's time for some tough decisions. And the question is in terms of treatment, uh, oh. uh do we want to do treatment or do we want to just do supportive care in, in hospice? Dr. Lair suggests that a dose of the cancer drug Avastin may help reduce the swelling on David's brain, and that might help him think and communicate better. But there's been a real decline in the past month. His voice is hoarse. His sentences are fragmented now. He's a lot more wobbly on his feet, so we're using a wheelchair to take him for his walks. But still... He's hoping that some treatment might ease these symptoms. And Dr. Lair mentions a second drug that could be added, erlotinib. And it's, it's an oral drug that he would take. Um, there are different ways of giving it, but I think basically daily. Uh-huh. Other option would be to give another kind of chemotherapy like carboplatin or, or the CCNU, some other kinds yes, of chemo. Yes. None of them, as you know, have great promise. Right, right, right. Uh, but the Avastin may help. I think that's probably the one we want to try just to see if it helps with the swelling and helps you communicate a yeah. little bit better. Right. Dave's care team is getting bigger, more specialists who haven't known him for years like we have. So there's a concern that a doctor who's new to his case might end up doing more or less than Dave wants to treat his tumor. The other problem is because you can't communicate clearly... Um, he's somewhat reluctant to say, okay, am I giving, you know, I don't want to give you chemotherapy without your real understanding about things. You know, it's like treating a child or treating a, uh, I've got a a patient from China. If I didn't have an interpreter, I wouldn't know exactly. So, so the actual cause of some of the Exams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because of something of the right. So the communications are there. So my sense from our prior conversations weeks ago and over the last few months uh-huh. is that I'm going to talk to, to Andrew for a second. My sense is that he was um, very interested. If this test showed something, right. he wanted to give this a whirl. Sure. And so I think trying the erlotinib based on this gave you excitement, but just doing the regular supportive drugs, right. he was not excited about mm-hmm. that. We should try this, but if this doesn't work, if your symptoms are getting worse, right. then we should just maybe consider hospice right. and, and supportive Thanks. care. Right. Is that... Yeah, yeah. So if, if this right. doesn't work, yeah. we should say no to more therapy. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. So no chemo? We may not, you know, may, maybe give him one more, but I'm not sure I would keep going for months sure. at a time sure. if we don't see sure. an advantage. Fair enough. Does that sound right, David? Okay. 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 
Yeah, okay, yes. David Flockhart died on Thanksgiving Day, 2015. His family was with him. His academic work is continuing, and David did become a U.S. citizen. And his ashes were scattered this summer in his beloved Scotland. We've posted some pictures of Dr. David Flockhart dancing at his son's wedding and other photos that help tell his story on our Facebook page. Just search for Cell Medicine. The Sound Medicine Podcast is produced by Nora Hyatt with help from Eric Metcalf and engineered by Chris Lieber. We get support from our friends at the Indiana University School of Medicine. And please tell your friends. They can subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. We'll be back in a few weeks with another episode. In the meantime, I'm Barbara Lewis. Take care. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW.